Thank you, Ozzy. Good morning, everyone. Hope you've been blessed by the service so far. Thank you, Jean-Marc. Again, thank you, Jean-Marc, Marcia and Joseph for the wonderful worship. And Mel, thank you for taking us in to a time um, of communion, just to remember what the Lord did on the cross for us and why, the reason why we're actually here. You know, why I'm, I'm here and sharing with you. We have all received his salvation and we are here because of Jesus. Hope you're well, everyone. Hope you've had a wonderful week. Um, it hasn't been too stressful, but you've been filled with the Holy Spirit, filled with his joy. Hope everything's been going good for you. Um, I'm going to open up in prayer and then I will start with the word. Father, Lord, I just really want to thank you. I thank you, Father God, for this word that you've placed on my heart. I thank you, Father God, that you are here with us. I thank you, Father God, that your spirit is here and will lead us. Father God, I pray, oh God, that as I share that your anointing will flow. I pray, Father God, that the word will come and it will have its way in our hearts. Father God, the word will help us, oh God, in our walk with you. The word will help us, Father God, to rejoin with you, Father God, to be revived by you, oh God. Father God, we thank you. Have your way in the way we hear the word, the way we receive the word, the way we process the word, oh God. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. Let me just have some water in my throat. Okay. This morning, the title of my word is Looking to Jesus. I know that in my life, I've had to look to Jesus so many times for different reasons. And in your lives, I'm sure you've had to look to Jesus, relied on, on him 100% for different obstacles, for different challenges that you've been through in your life. At some point, we've all had to look to Jesus for our situation and for him to help us in our situation. I remember this was before I was married, actually. Um, I found myself in hospital and it was a stage in my life. I, was, I had just become a Christian and I was in hospital and I was, I was encouraged to look to Jesus because I had nothing else. I was in hospital for about three to four weeks um, whilst the doctors, because my blood pressure had gone up, the, the doctors were trying to ascertain what was causing the rise in my blood pressure. Um, whether it was hereditary or whether it was another reason and I was probed and, and um, all sorts of tests were, were, were done, but yet still there was no explanation. There was no answer. And every medication they gave me, it just made me feel really ill. My blood pressure was ridiculously high and they didn't understand even why, even though it was so high, they didn't understand why, you know, there were no other um, repercussions as a result of the high blood um, pressure. But I really do believe that God was with me. And as I continued to look to him, he was with me. There was no, nothing else, you know, um, no one else to, to help but Jesus, you know. And there was a time I was thinking, Lord, is this it? Because my blood pressure was just there. It wasn't coming down. And, um, you know, because it was so high, anything could um, happen. But it was a very lonely time. It was a very dark time. But I was forced, encouraged. I had no choice. So I couldn't, I can actually say I was forced to look to Jesus. 
my relationship with him. And it was at the time that I had just, it was at the initial stage of my walk with him. And I had just, become, I think I'd been a Christian for about six months to a year. And I was forced to look to him to build my relationship with him. And it was only him that could draw me out of what I was feeling because I could easily have gone the other way feeling depressed, but I had to look to him for him to fill me with joy, fill me with his strength and keep reading his word just to encourage my heart. Whatever your situation this morning, whether it be financial, whether it be health, marital, family, whatever your situation, I'm encouraging you to look to Jesus. He's our answer. For he is the only one that can help us. He's the author and finisher of our faith. We need to be encouraged to look to him. For he can direct us to greater things. I'd like to start to read um, Matthew 14, verse 22 to 36. Um, okay, it says, Immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on the mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already, on, um, the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake, when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Verse 29, come, he said. Then Peter got, up, got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? <clears throat> Excuse me. And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the son of God. When they had crossed over, they landed at Genesaret. And the men of that place recognized Jesus and they sent word to all the surrounding country. People brought all their sick to him and begged him to let the sick just touch the edge of his cloak. And all who touched it were healed. Now, this portion of scripture I've just read is primarily to do, to do with faith. It deals primarily with faith. But I'd like to focus on other lessons that were learned, that can be learned. As I said, the title of my word is Looking to Jesus. And through this portion, I'd like to show how we can look to Jesus. The lessons learned, therefore we're looking to Jesus. So the first lesson I've got down is Jesus finds time to pray, as he always did. Verse 23 said, after he dismissed them, he went up on the mountainside by himself to pray. Now, this is something that Jesus did often. He would go off on his own and he prayed. 
Jesus is our example. Now, if he is our example, we need to make sure that we're finding time to pray, habitually praying in all seasons. For whatever reason, we're praying. Before we serve, we're praying. After we've served, we're praying. If we're preparing ourselves for a mission, we're praying. That is what we need to be doing because we need to constantly be filled. We're looking to Jesus. He kept praying. So that's exactly what we need to do. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18, encourages us to pray continually. We are praying continually. As we pray continually, God reveals things to us. In Matthew chapter 26, verse 36 to 40, we see in this portion of scripture that Jesus was close to death. He was, it was around the time he was close to being crucified. And he went to pray and he told his disciples just to wait for him whilst he went off to pray. Now, when he came back, they were sleeping. A few times he came back, about three times he came back and they were sleeping. And eventually he said to them, in, this is in Matthew 26, verse 41. Couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour? Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. When we are encouraged to pray, when we stay close to prayer, we are in the prayer mode. It helps us, it fills us. We are encouraged to seek his face and it it suppresses our carnality and the spirit within us rises. So therefore, we will not fall into temptation, as the spirit says. Praying helps us to be connected to the vine. In John 15, verse 5, it says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Prayer helps us to remain close to the vine. I know that in my life, I've had to stay close to the Lord through prayer. I remember this was happened this week, whereby, I think it was on Thursday, I'd been praying, praying, praying um, in the morning. And I just felt I just needed to just keep praying and just connecting with, with the Lord, just giving him thanks. And then later on, when I went to pick up the children from school, I had an incident whereby um, I was trying to reverse and somebody came up to me. And I was, this was when I went to pick up the children and somebody came up to me, the windows were down and they actually startled me. And they said, they were swearing and saying, you nearly knocked my child over because I was reversing. Now, when someone's behind me, my car beeps. There was no beeping and I was looking, I could see the child, but I wasn't anywhere close. And if I'm being honest, I probably would have responded. My spirit, my um, carnal self would have risen up and I would have responded to him being really angry. But for some reason I was really calm. I listened to what he had to say. And I said to him, I was trying to reverse and your child wasn't near me at all, but he was annoyed and he went off on one and I said, please, can you just allow me to speak? But I was really calm. And I just, the point I'm trying to make is that because I've been praying throughout the morning, maybe God was preparing me for what was going to happen. I was in a place of peace. And so I could 
um, speak to the man in a very calm way rather than allowing my flesh to rise and respond in a way that I would have regretted. So the point I'm trying to make is we need to stay close to the Lord through prayer, constantly speaking to him, engaging in prayer, allowing him to do his work in us through prayer. Through, da through daily prayer, we can hear what he has for us. We can hear his thoughts for us, his revelations, the things he wants us to do. In John 15, verse 5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me, I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Through prayer, we can remain in him and he can remain in us. Another lesson to learn is recognizing that Jesus is our source. He's our, source to, he's our source to fill us spiritually. He's our source to fill, fill us to do all things that he has called us to do. To fill us with strength, to fill us with peace, to fill us with faith. He's our source. In verse 29 of the scripture that I've just read, he said, come. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked in the water and came towards Jesus. Peter recognized that he is his source. Jesus is his source. So when Jesus invited him to come, he went to him. We need to habitually stay close to our source. When you look at the dictionary meaning of source, it means a place, a person, or a thing from which something originates or can be obtained. We obtain things from our source. Acts 17 verse 28, we read, for in him we live and move and have our being. Because he's our source, we do everything from him. We learn from him. We, get, we receive comfort from him in times of need. We receive words from him because he's our source. He leads and guides us. And Jesus is everything we need. There's nothing else, no one else can fill us. Like I said, when I was in hospital during that time, nothing else could fill the void apart from Jesus and his word. The more I read his word, the more I prayed to him, the more I seeked him, the more I was being filled. People could talk to me, but they're just words. Yes, it makes you feel better, but Jesus can come. Your source can come and fill you for whatever you need. Philippians 4 verse 19. And my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. How wonderful. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. When I hear that, I feel at peace. I feel relaxed because I know God will supply all my needs. Whatever it is I'm going through, he will supply all my needs. Whatever chaos is around me, I feel at peace because I know he will supply all my needs. Thank you, Another lesson to learn from the portion of scriptures, a life of serving. 
can be long and tiring. For, for those of us who are in ministry, yes, it can be long and tiring. You know, sometimes you can go from one thing to, to the other, one organization to the next organization. But as long as we have Jesus, he fills us to help us through those long and tiring days. In verse 22 of the scripture, it says, immediately Jesus made, um, made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. They had had a very busy day. They had um, ministered to 5,000 people, fed them. Jesus had also heard previously that his um, relative, John the Baptist, had been beheaded by Herod, by um, Herod on account of his wife. Like I said, they'd had a very long day. He'd, um, they'd ministered to 5,000 people. They'd fed them. Can you imagine ministering to 5,000 people and feeding all those people? It's a long day, a very long day. But still, after all of that, what did Jesus do? He goes off and he spends time with his father. Because I know for me, if I've had a very long day and it's nighttime, I'm hitting the sack. I'm going straight to my bed because I just want to sleep. Sometimes when I'm in the bed, I'll start praying but then I drift off to sleep because I'm lying down and I'm extremely tired. But Jesus went off to pray. Ministry, serving can be long and tiring. But as long as we're connecting to him, we can be strengthened and he fills us. Life with Jesus, serving him, doing his work, it's not always easy. But we have him to connect to. And as we continue to give him thanks for all that he is do for all that he is doing for us and continues to do for us, we'll be good. We'll be we will be fine. Galatians six, chapter six, verse nine says for us not to be grow weary of doing good. Because God knows that as we continue to do, we continue to do day after day. It's human nature. Sometimes you get tired, you know, of doing good, of doing the right thing, always doing, um, serving, serving. But we're encouraged not to grow weary of doing good. Jesus is our example, like I said. We continuously look to him. We continuously draw from him. Everything he did, we have to try and emanate. We look to him. He's our example. So as he did, we also do. So as we serve, whether it's in our community, whether it's in our workplace, whether it's in church, in our homes, wherever we're serving, let us not grow weary of doing good. Even though they can be long and tiring days, let us not grow weary of doing good because Jesus is there to help us. Let us be encouraged to look to him. Be encouraged to serve him with a joy in our heart 
serve him with all that we have. Sometimes we're tired when we're called upon to do things. But we have to learn to serve him with such a joy, with such a peace, and know that as we do, we will be blessed. And as we do as well, and not grow weary, we will reap a reward on earth, on earth and in heaven. As we're obedient in his work, the Lord will bless us. We will secure a place in heaven. Who doesn't want that? Because I know I do. I often say to my children, when I tell them sometimes to do something, and they will say to me, oh, me, again, you've just asked me to do this. And I say to them, don't worry, you'll receive a reward in heaven. You know, I know I want to receive my reward in heaven. And sometimes when I'm doing, when I'm tired, or maybe you don't want to do, I think about that and I'm thinking, you know what, Lord? Let me do, because I want to receive my place in heaven. I do not want to jeopardize my place in heaven. And in order to help us as well, to do, to serve without complaining, our mindsets need to be changed. We need to make sure that we're constantly filling our minds with the right things, the right food to help us. Galatians 2, chapter 2, verse 20 says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith and in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So when we do, we no longer are doing. It's him that lives in us that's doing. Our carnal self is being removed and we're filling our bodies with his spirit to help us. After the near drowning experience that Peter had, Jesus and his disciples, they continued their journey and they arrived on the um, other side of Galilee. Now, when the people saw him, they brought um, the sick to him and those who were suffering from diseases so that they can be healed. And as I read earlier, many just wanted just to touch the hem of his garment. Ministry continued. They, they weren't thinking, oh, you know, um, we've just gone through an ordeal just now. We just need to just take a break. We just need to just ref ref reflect and just catch our breath. Ministry continued. Life of serving can be long and tiring, but we are encouraged to look to Jesus, for he's our strength, he's our source, and he will continue to help us through all things. Another lesson learned is that Jesus can calm any storm in our lives. I don't know about you, but I've been through many a storms and he's been the one to calm the storms in my life. Peter was faced with a storm and who did he look to? Jesus. Immediately, he asked for Jesus to rescue him. Verse 30 says, but when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand 
and caught him. How many times have we been there when we need something? We need to make sure we're crying out to him because he alone can calm the storm. When we're faced with, when we're faced with obstacles, we call out to Jesus. And at the appointed time, we will receive our breakthrough. And during the waiting time, we need to make sure we really immerse ourselves, soak ourselves in his word, in his presence, so that the enemy doesn't taunt us, the enemy doesn't have a field day with us whilst we're waiting. Speaking lives or, um, life of, um, um, words of life over our situations, over ourselves, over our minds, because if our mind takes off the other way, in a negative way, we will lose hope. So in the meantime, just speaking life words over ourselves until we see the glory of God in our situation, over that battle that we're facing, over that obstacle that we're in. And this is where our faith kicks in. Believe in the, th um, believe in the things that are not as though they are. Whilst we're in that waiting period where our, our, our faith is kicking in, believing, even because faith is believing the things that you do not see, but you're hoping to see them. So it kicks in at this point whilst we're waiting to be delivered from the storm. According to verse 30, Peter, when he realized he was sinking, he asked for help. When we're faced with struggles, we need to make sure that we're doing exactly that. We can't stay silent. We have to ask for help. Peter cried out to Jesus to save him. When I was in the hospital, a number of times I asked the Lord to come and help me. I, I remember that there was a time when I, um, I had come out of hospital, but the medication that they had given me, it was causing, um, I couldn't see properly. Um, yeah. I couldn't see properly at all. It was very, things were very blurry and they were shaky. It was, but my thing was that I was, my focus was 100% on Jesus. And I remember, because we, the church that I used to go to on Tuesday evenings, we used to have service. And I remember thinking, you know what, Lord, I'm going to go to church. I went there by public transport, coming back. I was, I came back home by public transport as well. But it was, as I walked home, I think I got home between 9.30 and 10, but it was dark, couldn't see. But I was looking to Jesus to help me to walk home. And I remember um, my mum was very concerned at the time, thinking, oh, well, she didn't fully know what was going on. Um, I didn't really want to tell her what was going on fully about me not being able to see. But I was looking to Jesus just to help me because I just wanted to surround myself in his presence. And that's what I was going through at that time. I just needed to be around him, be in his presence, be filled by him. And I was looking to him to help me to walk home. Look into Jesus. He will help us to calm the storm. And in his perfect timing, you will be healed, 
your breakthrough will come. Whatever it is, whatever reason, sometimes it doesn't come when we're praying. At his appointed time, that's when we receive our breakthrough. When we know and believe that Jesus is our savior and he's always with us, we automatically rest in him. Verse 24 tells us that the wind was blowing in the opposite direction of their destination. Now, when we experience storms, they're moving in the opposite direction to God's plans. God's plans are going this one way and the wind is going the opposite way. So they're going against each other. But yet still we have to believe that Jesus will calm the storm. According to verse 23, it was evening when Jesus was alone on the mountain and the disciples were um, crossing the Sea of Galilee. Now the distance to the sea was not far and was and would not have taken that long, probably about two to three hours in good weather. Now, according to 20, um, verse 25, Jesus went to the disciples in the fourth watch, and this would, would have been probably between three and six. So the disciples would have been fighting against this wind for about nine to 12 hours. Now, that is a long time. Some might ask, why did Jesus take so long to go to their rescue? But it's the same thing for us. Why is there such a long, why is there such a gap when we pray and we get our breakthrough, the time for when we're, we're going through the, the um, storm and when we receive our breakthrough? Only God knows, but we know his time is perfect. So he calms the storms in our lives in the perfect time and during those times when we are waiting for the storms to be calmed we have to look to him lift our hands to him lift our eyes to him and seek him peter cried out to god when he was sinking And God, Jesus rescued him. And we need to make sure we're doing the same. Another lesson to learn is that when Jesus calls, out, calls us, we need to make sure that we're ready to go and not get distracted by our circumstances or by our situation. When Jesus calls us, we need to make sure we respond, we step out in faith and not look to the issue that's in front of us, not look to that obstacle, not look to that mountain that could be there. Coming out of the boat is actually stepping out in faith. Staying in the boat is staying in our comfort zone. Moses had to step out in faith to lead the children out of Israel. So that to, to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt. Joshua had to step out in faith to take over from Moses to lead the children of Israel. We also need to step out in faith, step out of that boat when we're called. Whatever it is, 
Jesus is calling us for. Whatever it is he's asking us to do, we need to step out in faith. Step out in faith to make sure it's done. I remember when I was um, learning to drive, it was something that I'd, it, it was just such a prolonged thing because I started driving my first few lessons I took when I was 19, then I abandoned them. And then I returned to it, I think um, probably 2008, but it was a back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then eventually, you know, you're just thinking, oh, I don't really want to do this, but I had to step out in faith. I had to step out in faith to do this. And it was one of those things that I just had to hand it over to him, say, Lord, you just need to do this. And I had, I had taken, um, I had taken, I, I won't say how many tests that I took, but I took the first test, took the second test, it didn't work. And I was like, oh Lord. And you just almost want to give up. But I had my wonderful husband there encouraging me, saying, come on, come on, let's do this, let's do this. And I remember taking one of the tests. I was heavily pregnant. And I was just like, oh. And I didn't make it. But then when I did make it, I didn't even think I had made it. I had made it. But God came through for me. He really did come through for me. Really did come through for me. We have to step out of the boat. We have to step out of the boat. Whatever we're being called to do, we have to step out of the boat. In verse 29, he said, come. Peter stepped down from the boat and walked on the water to come to Jesus. Peter stepped out of the boat. Even though he stepped out and then he started to look to his issues and was sinking, he still stepped out. So there was a moment of weakness and strength there for him, but he still did it. Verse 30 says, but when he saw that the wind was strong, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. We need to keep our eyes on him so that we can step out of the boat. Another lesson to learn is that Jesus was acknowledged for who he is and worshipped. In verse 33, it says, those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, you are truly the son of God. So many times, I'm sure, in our lives, when we, when things, you know, when we receive our breakthrough or things happen, we just thank him. We just express our, our love, our thanks, our praise to him. And that's exactly what happened. They worshipped him. You are truly the son of God. Acknowledging who he is. He is the same yesterday, today and forever. He's our King of Kings and our Lord of Lords. Forever he shall reign. Truly worshipping him. Looking to Jesus to help us to navigate through all things. When Moses parted the Red Sea, 
he focused on God and not on the, the, um, the Egyptians who were on his tail. When Esther went to the king to plead for the lives of her people, she wasn't focusing on her own fears, but she was focused on God. Even Jesus was focused on his father when he, um, when he was about to be crucified. Because he was saying, Lord, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. He didn't want to do it, but it's the will of the father. So he focused on his father. We need to look to Jesus to help us through the storms that we face. Looking to Jesus to help us to, um, in all circumstances. Looking to him to, to fill us um, spiritually in all things, to encourage us. Looking to Jesus to fulfill all those plans and purposes that he has for us. Looking to Jesus to serve him faithfully with joy in our hearts and serve him diligently. Looking to Jesus to protect us and to receive his revelations. Looking to Jesus to, for, for him to um, deepen, help us to deepen our relationship with him. Looking to Jesus for our daily struggles. I know I have daily struggles and I look to him. Looking to Jesus to separate us for those things that are not of God. Yes. Looking to Jesus to help us not to be selfish or self-centered and to take responsibility for our actions. Looking to Jesus for everything and for him to help us prepare us for his return like the five um, virgins did in Matthew 25. We need to look to Jesus to help us in all things, putting our lives in his hands, trusting him with everything. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Father, Lord, we just want to thank you. Father, Lord, we just want to praise you. Father, Lord, we look to you and we say, have your way, O oh God. Father, Lord, I pray, O oh God, that you will help us to look to you. You will help us, Father God, to look to you for our everything. Everything we need, we will look to you. We will trust in you, oh God. Lord, I just bring those before you right now who are looking to you, Father God, for different needs, whether it be job, whether it be their health, whether it be a family issue, whatever it is, Father God, I bring them before you and I pray that you will help them to look to you. And as they look to you, Father God, as they draw closer to you and you closer to them, as they seek you in prayer, Father God, they shall hear from you. They shall receive from you, Father God. They shall receive a rhema from you, O oh God, 
to help in their situation. They shall receive your breakthrough, oh God. Father God, I pray, have your way. Lord, I bring those who are struggling to look to you for whatever reason. They're struggling to look to you, oh God. There's a battle going on in their minds right now. They're trying to look to you, but they're finding it difficult. Father God, I bring them before you, oh God. I bring them before your throne of grace to receive your mercy and your help. Father God, I pray, oh God, that as I'm praying that your spirit shall touch them. It shall ignite the passion within them for you, oh God. Father God, I pray. Have your way in them, oh God. Your spirit, oh God, shall lead them and fill them, oh God, and help them through the battle that they're going through. Daddy God, nourish them with your love. Nourish them, oh God, nourish them. Daddy God, have your way. Have your way in them, oh God. Yes, Daddy God. Yes, Father God. I pray over them. You who have started a good work in them, Father God, you shall see it to completion. Father God, yes. As they seek your face, Father God, they shall be strengthened. They shall be strengthened, oh God, I pray. Father God, have your way. Have your way, oh God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.